And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, y'all ever heard of David Hockney? This guy was trying to graduate art school, and his professors were like, hey, you cannot graduate unless you paint a picture of a naked woman. He was like, okay. And then he turned this in. What a mad lad. Also, he made one of my favorite paintings ever. I'm not childish, you're childish. You don't know how to appreciate art. Good morning, world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 1st. I'm J.E. Skeets, and we got Roland with us today. Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Happiest of mornings to you guys. Hey, Tassie, we got the Bassmaster, Ripping Them Lips, Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, hey yo. yo. The international man of mystery, always taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, making the magic happen here a little earlier than normal on a Monday, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Yeah, shout out to the stream team, coming in a half an hour earlier. To join us live on YouTube, please make sure you continue to like and to comment and to subscribe and to share. Let's get to 40,000 subs by the end of this week. Is that a crazy goal? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's doable, Skeets. Okay. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. Achieve it. I love it. I love it. Uh, email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Get them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Uh, we should be hitting the beach once again on Wednesday. So you got a few days to get those questions in. And go grab your merch at nodunks.com got the hoodies and the crew necks and the t-shirts and the shorts and the mugs and more will be coming so go grab your gear at nodunks.com all right jumping right into it boys nba weekend winners and losers let's start with the winners trey you're up first who do you got hey it's just one game but the milwaukee bucks are the winner of the weekend a statement win on national tv as Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mella said, that is the primo spot on a Sunday. Bucks versus Clippers. <laughs> Incredible game. Finished off an undefeated week for the Bucks. That's five straight wins right on the heels of losing five straight, which came right after they won five straight. Pretty cool, pretty weird. <laughs> but the winner for me here is really Giannis Antetokounmpo, who had a straight-up dominant performance on Sunday. An MVP-type performance. He scored 17 of the Bucks' final 22 points there in the fourth quarter. I thought these were mostly dunks, but then I went back and looked at the play-by-play data. They gave him two dunks and I think three layups, which I mean, fair enough. The guy was kind of showing off a little bit of shot making, it felt like, there against the Clippers. All these weird floaters and Euro steps in the lane. Did a great job. What a stat by Doris Burke that he's only been called for three charges in the month of February. Incredible stuff from Giannis to be able to get out of people's way because that's a huge way to stop Giannis. Say, we're just building a wall here. You're going to run into us or maybe miss some free throws. He did not miss free throws. Also great. Four of five from the free throw line. Zero fear going to the line. Had that huge clutch dunk 
with 10 seconds left, hopping down the court, jumping up, getting those high knees going, and the Bucks, shout out to their defense, that really brought it home. Clippers didn't score for the last four minutes and one second of this game. Great win for the Bucks. They're still somehow in third place because they've had that uh, very weird February where they won five, lost five, won five. It's kind of hard to make up a lot of ground that way, but the Bucks are still good. Giannis is still good, and he really showed off on Sunday. Yeah, I think Ziller wrote in his uh, newsletter this morning that there's nothing Milwaukee can prove in the regular season anymore, yeah. which is true. We've talked about that already, but they can remind us of what they're capable of, and I think that's what they did there on Sunday. Lee, I want to know, I know you don't do very solid plays till the end of the week, mm. and I know it was Giannis ending in a massive dunk, <laughs> but that play that resulted in the Giannis dunk late, I mean, that was very VSP-like, right? That ball was moving around, going side to side. It just unfortunately for the very solid play ended in a yeah. massive Giannis stuff, right? Well, we do allow dunks. This thunderous ones I tend to avoid. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were sending that one to me, but it's Skeetsy, I'm surprised you're asking me because I thought you would have already shot that one down straight away uh, and said, well, I don't want to see that in the VSPs this week because, you know, you you like you like you're a, you're a traditional VSPologist. <laughs> you like to see things done the right way. <laughs> and so I thought you would have like tried to put the clamps on that. When so has I, that ever stopped you? What I like <laughs> and what I think is very self-play. You just troll <laughs> yeah, me. I'm no, but, sure. Yeah, no, uh, but overall, uh, you know, the Bucks. It is a very impressive win, a very important win for them because uh, Budenholzer, I thought, was on the hot seat there for mm. a while, but now these five straight wins are very, uh, very important wins for them. And even though yesterday's was only a five-point win, usually when the Bucks do win, and they only had a four-point win too there on Thursday against the uh, Horn, uh, the uh, Pelicans, excuse me. But prior to that, when they do win, they tend to win pretty comfortably. They still do have the biggest points differential in the Eastern Conference, which is very important, I think, because it shows that when things do work for the Bucks on both ends of the floor, they are pretty dominant. So they haven't been that way all season so far, but they've shown flashes of it. As, as you mentioned, their trade with their schedule, winning five, losing five, winning five again. So that, to me, shows that the Bucks are still kind of figuring things out. And Zilla's right. Like, until we get to the playoffs and see them in the playoffs, you know, really get a convincing victory uh, and go to the Eastern Conference Finals at at worst, uh, we're sort of going to be on the fence a little bit about this team. But Giannis mm-hmm. flexing his muscles, showing how dominant he can be against a very, very good defensive team and a challenger, a, a title contender like that on prime time, great sign for the Milwaukee Bucks. And Drew Holiday task back in the mix too. That's obviously a, a little mini win there, I would say, for the Bucks. What did you take from this game? I know you talked about it a little bit on what you need to know, but uh, anything else? Well, yeah, the Bucks are going to have to win games by having a very solid play that's not a very solid play, it feels like, in the <laughs> postseason, right? Like, they're going to have to move the ball yeah. because they don't really have, you know, traditional shot makers. And Drew Holiday started that play with Giannis. They moved the ball around, and Giannis got that wide-open dunk. And so that's a good sign for them that, that yeah, Giannis, uh, you know, check check the play-by-plays. It's, it's interesting to watch that he got all those shots at the rim. I was confused by the Clippers, why they didn't have Serge Ibaka on the floor. Isn't that what you got him for? I mean, he, he'll... Like defend Giannis at the rim. Uh, why, are you, why are you playing Marcus Morris at the center mm. uh, towards the end of games? That was really confusing to me. But you had a guy in, in Drew Holiday moving the ball. And on the other end, uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they didn't move the ball at all. It was just straight iso ball. It was hard mm-hmm. not to think of them losing to the Denver Nuggets and you know all the talk about, well, we need a point guard uh, to move the the ball in the in the postseason. They've gotten by basically as Kawhi and Paul with Kawhi and Paul George as, as point guards essentially. Like Patrick Beverly's not the the point guard that you, you think of. But those guys move it and the three point shots have been raining down this season. But they're up five with four minutes late and they lost this game uh, because they just stopped 
And then there was more excuses after the game uh, with with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard saying, ah, we didn't pick up the pace late. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what's going on in that locker room. Uh, if, if they are going to look to to try and grab somebody, um, Kyle Lowry would be so good. Mm. But, you know, who the heck knows there with that situation? I was just confused. And, and the excuse making, it didn't like that, even though the Clippers have played well. Uh, they should have been able to beat the Bucks here. They just didn't. They didn't score in the last four minutes. The Bucks have mm-hmm. started to play better defense, um, but uh, not sure how. Not sure how the Bucks really got that W when it, <laughs> when it comes down to it. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, but yeah, Giannis. The last ten games, the numbers are gross. Uh, he wants to be part of the MVP conversation at thirty three <laughs> points and thirteen rebounds and six and a half assists and seventy five percent from the line, which yeah. is well, amazing. Well, Giannis like, but will uh, will he even be involved in the conversation? Can he even order the Saganaki at the table? I don't Probably think so. not. It's I don't think so. It, yeah. it's, it is a little unfortunate, uh, just the way it is. He's not going back to back to back. I'm sorry. Uh, also, you said like, yeah. How did the uh, Clippers lose that game? Wasn't that the theme from Sunday? How did Team X oh, lose yeah. that game? I mean, we'll get to a couple other ones, but it felt like there was three or four. Like, what? How'd they lose that? They were in complete control, and then just like these crazy meltdowns. Again, we'll touch on some more here. Uh, let's I think Tess is right, though. Uh, okay. the, the, the issues with the Clippers seem to be the exact same issues with the Clippers. They don't have the ball mover point guard who can take a little bit of pressure and keep the the offense going when mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard or Paul George are thwarted in a one-on-one, and they don't necessarily have the big guy who's going to be able to lock down inside. Obviously, Giannis is a special player who's going to be able to do what he wants in the paint, but... It comes down to you're playing Zubats or Ibaka or maybe a Morris as well. And that's going to be a problem against Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic and obviously the Lakers with LeBron and AD whenever AD is healthy again. So it feels like the questions that the Clippers had once they formed this team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are still the same questions that they've got 18 months later. How do you address both of them at the same time? That's very tough to do. Mm-hmm. Remember when Luke Kennard was going to help everything out mm. there in Clipperland? I don't no, think he's Kennard even playing, dog. right? Uh-uh. <laughs> he's no. getting the DNPs. Yeah, I'm we surprised. thought, oh, that guy, you know, he's not bad. He can actually uh, facilitate a little bit. Obviously a great shooter. And yeah, he's like not even really in the rotation there with Lou, at least right now. I just don't like the excuse making. It's freaking yeah. February. Oh, they're good at that, I find. I also <laughs> have the same problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, so, like they had all the chances in the world to close this game out. Yeah, Paul George just didn't hit shots. Kawhi Leonard didn't hit shots. But I mean, just, you know. Save those excuses for May and June, and July. <laughs> yeah, like, same for the playoffs. It's <laughs> so early. You can't use them all up. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you had all the, the shots playoffs. in the world. Yeah, like it's, you know, those are playoff pick excuses. I don't know why I started with the P. <laughs> but anyways, those are, those, are, those are for later. Like right now, uh, I, that was... That was ugly. That was an ugly loss for for that team. I, I mean, they've been playing well and they've been moving it. So yeah. maybe this is just yeah. a one off. But uh, it's uh, it wouldn't be surprising if they you know string a few together like they did last year in the playoffs. Some some bad losses. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's go to you next, Lee. Who do you have for a winner of the weekend? My winner of the weekend is the Miami Heat because uh, in case you didn't realize, they have the longest active winning streak in the league right now at six, mm-hmm. back to five hundred, tied for fifth in the East. Uh, And after such a good weekend, this shows you just how good their weekend was. I'm going to talk about the game from Friday night. Okay. Because they took care of the Utah Jazz. They took care of the Utah Jazz, the best team in the NBA. And it was Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic who did most of the damage. Uh, Listen, of the 34 games the Heat have played, Butler's only played 21, Dragic is 20. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big reason why they are only at 500 right now, missing two of their veterans out there. But on Friday night, you saw... 
just how important both of those guys were. And it was a typical uh, grinded out victory there by the Heat because a one-point game with two minutes 30 to go, the Heat closed on an 8-1 run. Made it tough for the Jazz, too, with their offense, their incredible offense, and the Jazz sort of all of a sudden couldn't score. And uh, Miami just 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 wore them down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a very impressive victory on Friday night. And then last night, Jimmy Butler actually missed this one again with uh, sort of resting that knee. Tyler Hero came back. And again, it was tied. 95 with about three and a half minutes to go. John Collins hit a three. The Hawks tied it up. They, they sort of kept in this. John Collins was actually fantastic for the Hawks in this one. But he closed it out, 14-4 to four run, uh, hitting a couple of threes, just, again, really clamping down. Trey Young made a yeah, not a great pass there at one point there uh, for the Hawks. But the Hawks just couldn't score. And I think, again, that's the thing with the, that Miami has is that ability to uh, lock down defensively, and then they have got guys who can close it out. Now, again, uh, Jimmy Butler wasn't in this one to close it out, but Tyler Hero was good. Bam was good. Kendrick Nunn actually was very mm-hmm. good in the last uh, minute and a half, two minutes here. So... For me, this is why the Heat, you know, doesn't really matter. We know they're not going to finish top four, but they are just at, uh, when they have all their players there, those veterans and those leaders and that ability to play defense, they're such a tough team to overlook in the Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference. I mean, they made the finals last season and and no one really expected them to do that, but they just played that same way, playing their way. Uh, Bam in the middle defensively is just such an intimidating presence. And then on the offensive end, they can throw in the lobs. He's got the little mid-ranger. You've got Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, of course, who can hit the threes. But when Goran Dragic is out there, he would be a fantastic player for the Clippers, if you ask me. Someone late in the game who can actually control uh, control the offense a little bit more, take a shot if needed be, drive inside or just set up one of his other guys because he's got that ability to do that. So uh, looking at the Heat right now, they're just quietly sneaking up. They're doing all they need to do and uh, back to 500. Very good weekend for them. I just hope Jimmy Butler can stay on the floor because uh, he's obviously extremely important to what they do and was playing good basketball. Uh, A lot of talk about the all-star pick as well. The Heat did not get one. Of course, that Mm -hmm. went to uh, DeMontis Sabonis there, but it wouldn't have been Jimmy Butler. Bam, if anyone. Yeah. but it wasn't to be the case. So, Lee, I want to know, though, you said they got that victory on Friday night, took down the Jazz, the hottest team, like you said. But what if they had lost on Sunday to the Atlanta Hawks? <laughs> Would they still have been a winner of the weekend? That's what I want to know. Because you, you put it in the dock yeah. really early. I was like, hold on, they got another game here. Oh, they got the Hawks. Okay, he's confident. Yeah. Well, I looked into it and I thought, they've won a few in a row. How many? Five Jazz Hawks on Sunday. I didn't realize Jimmy Butler was out straight away. Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they got this one. No worries. And then uh, I was watching it and the, and the, and the heat led. But then the horse came back. John Collins, as I mentioned, he was brilliant mm-hmm. for Atlanta last night. But uh, managed to get to the end of this one. I was like, oh, thank God. Sigh relief. Thank God I didn't have to do the old, you don't have to have a perfect weekend. <laughs> <of> there, <right? laughs> well, you know what you could add to the heat too? Possibly to make like their weekend even more winning, I guess. Um, Oladipo, uh, Trey, turning down a two-year $45.2 million extension with the Rockets. I say that's a good thing for the Heat because, look, Oladipo and uh, Miami have been been linked for, uh feels like, last couple of years now. And so if he's saying, well, I don't want that deal with the Rockets, I mean, it's not like he couldn't sign with them still or there could be a sign and trade or he could go somewhere else. But I think that's sort of like a little good thing for the Heat. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm not as convinced on Victor Oladipo. I don't think that the Heat necessarily need him. They've got Goran Dragic. They've got Jimmy Butler. Those are going to be their two perimeter guys. Then they've got three-point shooters everywhere else. I don't think it's worth giving up any of their future pieces, Mm -hmm. certainly for a trade for Oladipo. If he wants to come and hang out in the summer, that's totally fine by me. I just don't think I would necessarily be 
given anything up from a team that has sure. come together a little bit here. Because, Lee, you say they can't get the top four in the Eastern Conference. I think that is certainly still on the board. They're a half game back of fourth right now. They're 13-8 and eight with Jimmy Butler in the league. That's one of the top eight records, winning percentage-wise, if he were to be there for the entire season. And they're eighth in defense right now. And it was really the defense this weekend that was incredible. They held the Jazz, the best three-point shooting team in the league, under 33% from three. They held the Hawks under 23% from three. And they're just doing enough on offense. I think it's certainly possible that they got home court advantage come playoff time. But Trey, my Knicks are back. Oh, they're back. Yeah. They're back. <laughs> they're Let's throw the, back. Yeah, the Knicks have to get a winner of the weekend, too. Yeah. Uh, you must have been. Yeah, I can't believe you don't have a Knicks shirt on here. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, what the I hell? I got the late because I had the uh, Knicks oh, one on geez. Friday, remember? Oh, yeah. That's so right, I, haven't, that's I, haven't, right. I haven't done a wash since then. So uh, that's <laughs> nice. what I've gone with. A lot the of Lakers games. got some victories yeah, over the weekend, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah the Knicks. The Knicks are above 500. Uh, they, you know, they beat the Pistons on Sunday. They're 18 and 17. They've won. They've won, I think, seven of their last nine. And yeah, right now they have the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. And uh, people are so pumped up. They're saying Julius Randle is better than Chris Bosh uh, <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, it's, uh, the Knicks fans are back and they're loving it. And kudos to them. I mean, they're they're obviously playing well and. And uh, it's pretty impressive task that they're they're that high. So just to slip them in there, the Knicks definitely a winner of the weekend too, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. the Eastern Conference standings are bonkers. The two teams that made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, the Heat and the Celtics, are tied at 17-17 for the fifth spot. And the Raptors, the team that went and won the championship the year before, are tied with them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-way tie, half game back of the Knicks. That's clogged. Yeah, the Knicks are... Uh, <laughs> Can I use your clogged? clogged? Yeah. yeah, please. Please, big clog it, Doug. Unclog these standings. They're, they're nuts. Uh, from the Knicks, yeah, they're, yeah, they would have home court advantage, but they're also two games out of slipping or two games from slipping to like the 11th seed. Like right. anything can happen in the East. So uh, you got to keep it up because obviously the Heat started slow. The Raptors started slow. Uh, they're coming. Those two teams are just yeah. too good. And uh, the Celtics, who the heck knows with that team? They're <laughs> lucky to beat the Wizards. Real, real lucky. Um, but, you know, I, I, the the Heat thing with Victor Oladipo is, is, is so interesting because it doesn't feel like they need him at all. Yeah, Dragic Butler and then Tyler Hero. Don't you want those guys controlling the ball? Uh, but the Rockets have to trade him now, don't they? Mm. After offering him a two-year extension, he says no. What, are they going to go into the offseason and say, We'll give you four for the max. I mean, he's not playing to that capability. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, that, that's two years and basically max money. He's you know shooting 29% from three. It just doesn't look like himself. He's still injured. Uh, you know, if the Heat are willing to give up even just any young player, I would say whether it's Precious Achua or Kendrick Nunn, the trade mm-hmm. machine says it it works uh, with, with Kelly Olenek, um, I think Mo Harkless, and then one of those guys. If you can get one of those guys, I think you do it. Because what if they go into the offseason – Victor Oladipo, the only guy, sorry, Dante Exum, that they got in the James Harden trade. Then they let him go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a treasure trove of picks for James Harden. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you can't sign him to a four-year deal. I mean, that it makes sense to sign him to two years, I think. Lines him up with John Wall, but... Uh, he obviously thinks he's worth more than yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he wants to lock up a long-term role. Yeah, you're right. It's po- the potential to trade him now before the deadline. Or, you know, you could do the sign-and-trade, of course, uh, in the offseason with another team, and maybe you're getting something back. But, yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. what they do with them. I'm not, I, I don't disagree with you. Also, I, I, I threw that into the heat, though, Trey. I agree with you. I wouldn't – well, it depends. What Tass was throwing out there, you know, you're not giving up a ton. You know, if it's like a package led by Kendrick Nunn or something like that, and uh, 
And I can maybe talk myself into getting uh, Oladipo on my team. But you could also wait. I just have a feeling Oladipo just really wants to go to Miami. Exactly right. And you're like, all right, we'll just wait until the offseason and, and uh, try and bring him in here. For like, yeah, like you said, not giving up like a young stud that's a great shooter or something like that that can help stretch the floor. We'll see. All right, Tass, who you got for a winner of the weekend? Well, let's stay young. The Memphis Grizzlies. It's just a nice little heart warmer of a story. The Grizzlies... Uh, have Justice Winslow back, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, mm. He had his best game since returning from injury. He was a member of the Miami Heat. He was a, a can't-touch prospect. Once upon a time, he was traded for Andre Iguodala last year. Had him played in 13 months. He had a 20-point game on the weekend. The Grizz are at 500, and they don't have a bunch of their guys. It's 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 a story kind of going under the radar. It's Spurs-like, where mm-hmm. uh, they keep winning games, um, but... They don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. Now they're getting Justice Winslow back. And they just have a bunch of guys. It's it's like a traditional build through the draft mostly. And uh, John Morant, Winslow, Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman's a, a solid player, Brandon Clark. Uh, just a bunch of guys. As they've been patient, it's it's building. How they win games, I don't know. Uh, Taylor Jenkins <laughs> is uh, coach of the year candidate because they've – not only those – uh, Winslow and Jaron Jackson Jr. have been out. John Morant missed a big stretch. Yep. Uh, so the player that they got uh, in the, the trade for Andre Godal is now performing. And if you remember that trade, uh, I just thought of it uh, this morning when Andre Godal was traded and he said, you know, I, I can't play uh, in this situation where, you know, we're uh, an up and built up and coming team and Dylan Brooks and Justice Winslow spoke out and said, all right, screw you leave. We're going to be good <laughs> one day. And now they're good. Uh, they, you know, they missed out on, on the playoffs last year in, in that bubble situation there, but to be at 500, uh, I think is, is a real good scenario, even though, you know, they, they've lost a few games recently because they played tough teams, but they did beat the Clippers. Uh, and then they beat a, a sad sack, Victor Oladipo, Houston Rockets team uh, <laughs> that, have lost 10 in a row now. They don't have Christian Wood or Oladipo, so that stinks for them. But uh, the Grizzlies are on the rise, and they got cool hair. And we never really talked about uh, their hair at all on this show. Justice Winslow's got green hair, uh, and John Morant's got red hair. Like mm. just, uh, just little accents. Yeah, uh, not taking over their heads, but uh, that, that's cool. In in those, you know, those that's their colors: the green and the red. It's not like a dark green. It's like that Memphis Grizzlies tealy green whatever you call it i don't know but oh, so you think uh, this like is a, you think this is an absolutely coordinated hair decision here from the gris 100 billion percent wow wow i think yeah. so i've seen them okay. hugging on the sideline i think they're buds and i think they went to the hairdresser and said or before they went to the hairdresser they knew what they were doing they said okay we're coloring it up now they just need a uh, white hair i think to uh to fully to do the whole the color Grizzlies palette colors yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah i think maybe i 100 agree with you i feel like they've gone really under the radar with like i i'll be honest i was always shocked when you said they're at 500 i was like wow, are they wow uh good for them very spurs like where it's just like they keep just plugging along next man up there's all these injuries whatever and they just keep pulling out enough victories um i think a part of it maybe though is why we're not talking about them i saw that espn stats and info said that last night the Grizzlies became the first team with multiple 30-point losses and multiple 30-point wins in a single month. Respect. So it's like in maybe you're month. like you're looking at the box score, the results, and you're like, oh, they lost by 30. Oh, they won by 30. It's just weird. First time since the Lakers in November 1966 that that's happened. Oh, man. What was that month like, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you remember that month, Lee? Uh, it was a tough month for us, man. I think we were still Minneapolis. I man. believe you were. Yes. <laughs> yes. You and George, Mike, and I guess you were yeah. riding the pine at that point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you were on the team. Um, all right. So Grizzlies getting a little winner of the weekend. 
Great line by uh, Steven Silas after this game. The Rockets obviously got smashed. They shot 27% from the field, 4 of 45 from 3, and Steven Silas afterwards said... The missing of shots is really plaguing us this season. <laughs> Turns out missing shots, bad for the offense. It's not working out for Houston. Got to make some shots. Hey, hey, let's be honest here. We're always talking about the MVP dinner, the MVP conversation. Who's at the table? I think we got to make room for Christian Wood. Oh, <laughs> like he's got to be there. He might be the most valuable player to any team. I mean, when he plays, they're decent. When he isn't, they can't win a damn game. They just get hammered. Where That's why he got all-star starter votes, Skeets. Yeah, I People guess knew. so. Oh, my God. They are, they are bad. Seriously, seriously bad without him. Um, I'm obviously joking having him in the MVP conversation, but he's uh, important for them. All right, a couple more uh, little mini winners here. The 2021 dunk contest. I'm going to make it a winner of the weekend because we now know who's in it. Um, and I think some people will maybe call it a loser of the weekend because I'm, I'm sure some people are like, what? Where's Zion? Huh? Where's Zach Levine? Huh? Like, what's going on here? Here's who it is, according to reports. It's Knicks rookie Obi, Obi Toppin. We knew that. Blazers guard Anthony Simons. And then Pacers guard Cassius Stanley. And a lot of people are going to drop a, who is that? Okay, he's only played in eight games. He's in a lot of G League. Uh, for the, I think he plays for the... For the uh, Mad Ants, right? Isn't that their team? The Pacers uh, G League team? He's a high flyer from Duke. This is a good thing, though, people. This guy can soar. He has a higher, right? He clocked a higher vertical than Zion Williamson, I think, at Duke, which is Mm -hmm. is saying something. No Derek Jones Jr. in this. You know, obviously our defending champ. He's taking a year off. Um, He's not 100%. So, yeah, it's Toppin. It's Simons. It's Stanley. It's a bunch of these young guys, which has sort of been the way it's been going over the last couple of years. But I'm still excited because I think these are three really, really good dunkers. Um... You know, there's only going to be three, by the way. There's not going to be a fourth. Very unlikely there'll be a fourth because they're trying to get it down. You know, they're trying to jam this in during a halftime of the game. So they may want to make it a little quicker. From what I found out, it's two dunks each in the first round, one dunk in the final. And uh, and that will be the decision, you know, how to decide wow. it. So, yeah, two dunks for the three guys. And the top two guys will go to the final and they'll have one dunk. That's what I've been told. A um, couple names that were supposed to be in this, unfortunately. Jalen Brown was in it. Mm. And then he got a knee injury, and mm. he was a you know a last second pull. And then I had heard that Colin Sexton was a possibility too. Uh, so I don't know what happened with him. Uh, maybe they talked somebody else in that they thought could put a better better show or something like that. But he was rumored to be in this too, but he is not. And yeah, no Zion, no Zach Levine. So we'll see. I mean, again, I'm I'm excited for Cassius Stanley. That's my guy to that be who I'd be betting on to win this thing. Trey, I don't know about you again, and what you, your thoughts are on this field doing it at the halftime. Even what do you think? Come on, this is an underwhelming field, Skeets. This is sure. no doubt an underwhelming, especially considering Friday. You're saying we got an all-star coming in this. Obviously, it didn't happen. Yeah, but it's be Jalen. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, like you're saying, though, Cassius Stanley, I'm excited about. I said Obi Toppin and Cassius Stanley should be in it. We've seen Anthony Simons get up. There's not going to be a lot of pressure on these guys. Yeah. You know, everybody's just going to be happy to see any sort of a dunk contest that's going to go by quickly. Uh, but I don't know. The last time I was excited for guys who were strictly in the NBA to win a dunk contest was James White uh, during the Houston <laughs> dunk contest, and it did not go well. No. Did not go well for Gerald Green in that one either, so I don't know. I'm setting my expectations low for this That's one good. That's hoping good. that they are exceeded. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that makes the dunk contest a winner to come in with low expectations. That being said... Let's see it. I love the dunk contest no matter what. I'll be fired up come Sunday. Right, right. I think that's what I'm trying to get at here. I mean, you're right. You want some of the names. Maybe you're going to pull more casuals in. But at the end of the day, I just want to see, like, creative, good dunks. And I think these this is a pretty good field here. I'm excited to see what these guys can do. 
Uh, Lily, you'll be watching, right? Oh, hell, we might have a live stream going on. Yeah. We'll do an NBA happy hour while we're watching this thing, right? I'll, I'll tune in every single year for it. You know, Adam, but Adam it's just whether or not you're sort of super pumped for it. But Skeety, you know, seeing Obi Toppin in it, obviously he has the resemblance there to Amari Stoudemire, who was in the dunk contest himself. Mm-hmm. And he did that one with Steve Nash there, where Steve Nash like headed it to him and he threw it down. Yep. Well, Obi Toppin looks, you know, resembles Amari. A lot of people say you look like Steve Nash. You're in Atlanta. The dunk contest is in Atlanta. I mean, I got a great got header. Your, yeah. You've got your connections. Yeah, I've seen you head the ball. Yep. Why not? Why not? There you go. There's a chance for you to be a, a take part in the event. I think that's sure. something there. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I want to avoid all crowds right now still, but you know what? I'll, I'll triple mask up and go drop a header for Obi Toppin. Yeah, Why not? absolutely. Why not? I am available if they would like to do something. Remember when we were trying to talk the dunkers into dunking over all of us in Toronto? <laughs> All-Star Weekend, we like we were going to like dress up as like uh, stereotype like Canadians. Like one guy was going to be a hockey player and uh, somebody's dressed up as a beaver or something like that. <laughs> did, we at, did we say tell Zach Levine to do that maybe? I or Aaron, somebody Aaron in, yeah, it was somebody in Summer League, I thought. And yeah. then yeah. it actually came to be... All-Star in Toronto. I don't remember what it was, but I definitely remember uh, brainstorming the idea. It would have been legendary. Yeah. And that ended up being maybe the best dunk contest of all time, oh, too. That yeah. one in Toronto. It probably was. At least top three. Uh, Tassie, excited at all for this? or if are you- if, Yeah, sure. If there's anyone that I'd get close to during this pandemic, it's you three lined up booty to booty sure well while zach levine dunks over oh, us booty to booty well, we're going back to back right? yeah it's kind of weird but change uh yeah zach levine jumping over a beaver a lumberjack a hockey player and yeah. what's the fourth i think we said c and tower syrup i thought it was like trey was gonna be the c and tower or something yeah yeah that's good that's good it makes it look taller right yeah exactly and if, even if he has a felt tip just not to hurt uh you know zach levine's undercarriage right. come on zach levine three guys Three guys in the yeah, dunk Tass, contest. Yeah, I heard you say Give that on the uh, what you need to know today. That you're like, well, we still get this fourth. I don't think so, man. Mm. I really don't. It's unfortunate. Why are they? I get it. I get it's it. It's timing. Fewer I mean, dunks. Bit. Yeah. Well, come on. Zach Levine's there. The guy just has everything in his bag. He doesn't need. I'm sure he's bringing his basketball shoes. He doesn't need anything else. <laughs> come on. Come this guy's done it enough. I, I, oh, I yeah, actually think it's completely fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Zion should be in it. I mean. That's a no-brainer, but I'm just worried he's going to do it. LeBron didn't. Just never go in it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, just layups. <laughs> sure, we can do a layup contest. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I think Cassius Stanley is, uh, is, is the odds-on favorite to win this thing, but we'll see what they uh, see what tricks they have in store. Uh, quickly, some other mini winners. Tatum, you brought it up. Somebody slipped it in there, like pulling out that victory against the Wizards. Tatum was clutch in this one. I mean, he had two crazy, like, twisting, driving baskets. Uh, in the final, what, like 15 seconds? He finished How with 31. How did he get past that bulletproof defense oh. in Washington? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Honestly, like Tatum, Tatum, fair enough, he made the shots. But they were the nice Wizards, shots. Yeah. The Wizards as a loser. My God, what a way to lose that one. I mean, I tweeted the clip of Bradley Beals in gorgeous layout, put him up five. He's airing You thought that around. was game, yeah. Ah, so everyone thought it was game. Yeah. And then they basically, from there, the Wizards were just like, well, just let him score, let him score. And they yeah. did. Oh my god! What an awful. They awful they loss took that like was. the uh, anything but a three to extreme. Exactly. You know what oh, I mean? Like they, a lot of teams do early. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they played. Uh, I thought the Celtics did a nice job of like making life difficult for Beal at the end there, who, who obviously went for uh, um, the game winner in the corner. Like they just yeah. threw a second guy, and we keep always talking about that. Just God, make it tough. And I mean, he yeah. shot it anyway, and he almost actually hit it because he's that good. But but the at least play they made before as well, he should have yep. shot it rather than go to Russell Westbrook in the That's corner. True. Westbrook had a wide open three, but Beal was on fire. I think he had 46 in the end. Got to take that last shot. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's the Wizards. 
Yeah, it's the Wizards. Yeah, uh, and they are six and twenty now when Beal scores over forty points. <laughs> I saw uh, Zach Cram tweeting about that this morning. That is unbelievable. And like he had a breakdown of all the other guys to score over twenty points. Uh, sorry, twenty games or more of over forty points. You know your Curries and your Hardens and mm-hmm. like. As you would imagine, like their team's record are, is pretty respectable in yeah, those yeah. games. Like yeah. when your star players going for that, and it's like here's Beal with like a an incredible like six for twenty six and twenty I think it was. Uh, winner to us, guys. Winner of the weekend to us. Yeah, because we had you know some staples here. We had a couple wedgies and we and we had some uh, some beef that was eaten. We'll show you in a second, but we'll start with the wedgies. Two more, which is fantastic. Uh, Friday night. It was the uh, the Raptors uh, game coming through with one. We had, of course, Devlin and Jack on the call. So uh, they gave us some shout-outs, even if they don't know how to say Tass's name. <laughs> Let's hear it. Wall in the paint. Kick out. Tate, three. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not going anywhere. You know our friends Skeets and Taz Malice, Jay yep. Skeets and Taz Malice, they started here as basketball at Jones, and they became the starters. They're now the no-dunks podcast and they like to to call that a wedgie jack (laughs) it's uh, a basketball that is stuck right there on the backboard and the rim and no place to go but it leads to this right here (laughs) i love jack's little laugh when devlin calls it a wedgie i don't know why (laughs) i love it he's great yeah i like how he you know he tells the story he gets into mm. it. Just, yeah. So he's, I feel like he's sitting back on his chair. <laughs> this is where the wedgie lore comes from. Yeah. And he tells the whole story. My friend Matt Davlin. I love my friend Matt Davlin. <laughs> yeah, I love he Matt. really struggles with that last name. Uh, he's, he's the best. He's always done it. But That's uh, fine. That's fine. fine. No problem. D Thanks for Jack. telling the story, Matty D. Well, yeah, that's how you at least tell the story. Even if you're going to mispronounce our names. We don't care. We love it. And then here's the opposite of what you do. Because we had another one on Saturday, I think it was, right? It was the Wizards broadcast on the call, number 26. And listen to this. These guys could not care less about this wedgie. The scoring the rest of the night. He gets it going. I mean, he's going to be unstoppable. If he's hitting that with confidence, teams are not going to be able to go under on any of his screens. Wow. Nothing. Like, didn't even <laughs> recognize it. Didn't even address it. I mean, I know they're talking. I mean, I get that. But, like, at least say, oh, wedgie. Just say that. Just say, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, jump wedgie. off wedgie. I mean, they did listen listening to that on the radio, you would have no idea anything you, happened. Exactly. You would think the game's still going on if exactly. you were listening on the radio. That's my point. That's Drew Badden right there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was Drew. You're right. Oh, man, that, that was rough. You don't like hearing that. I just, again, we don't need the shout-out. We don't need, like, yeah, the Devlin. Uh, well, let me tell you, they started a podcast back in JD's apartment back in 2000. But say it, Wedgie. I mean, let the people know that it happened. That's a great point, Trey. If that's on radio, you'd have no clue. But anyway, we're happy. We got two more. Uh, back to getting wedgies on the weekend. Uh, up to 26, and we're on pace. It is, it is clip 60 again. We're back to 61 is the pace, as we're showing you on the live stream here. Uh, the WedgieTracker.com. So that's great. Sarah Gray brings up a good point. On the Wolves broadcast, did they mention it? As a wedgie, because we know our friends Dave Benz and Jim Peterson. Yeah, I didn't go check. They like calling it a wedgie. I didn't check either. I would think not, because most people tweet in when they do. That's true. When we get a pretty good shout out, people let us know, because, you know, we got people in mini watching the game. But we'll have to go confirm that. It's okay. We got wedgies. That's all that matters. Um, So that's great. And then, like I said, Trey, we we got some more big beef, too. What a weekend for us. That's exactly right. On Friday... Big rebounding performance by Clint Capella once again. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. 
Clint Capella had 21 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. Welcome to the Double Beef Club. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second beef of the season for Clint Capella, and wow. once again, a sloppy, slappy beef slappy, for this guy. Yeah. I don't know if he ever grabs a rebound. Like, just grabs it and holds <laughs> it with his hands. He just smacks it up yeah. at the glass. As you saw, there were several times when the ball's just rolling on the ground, and it happens to be Capella, who's nearby, picks it up, gets the rebound. I'm pretty sure Mike Muscala tipped a ball in for the Hawks that Clint Capella got the rebound for. Wasn't pretty, but we're grateful for every beef. Second one of the season, the only guy with more... Obviously, as Andre Drummond. Mm. I think that's why the beefs have slowed down a little bit here. Mm. Drummond hasn't yeah. been playing. He's good for about one every week at this point. Yeah. We almost had, too, uh, the uh, sweet applesauce this weekend mm-hmm. from Draymond Green, right? He had the 19 assists. I was wondering if we were going to get a, a highlight package of that, but he came up just short. Just short. Mm. Great stuff. Great Good stuff. comment here in the stream team. Because Clint Capella was wearing those beautiful orange, red, and white jerseys. Ken Diane with the comment here. Orange and red with white. Look at that marbling. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Beef marbling. Very well good, done. Ken. Well, well done. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to get to those jerseys in the loser of the weekend uh, oh. section of this show. But but before we get to losers, uh, quick break to hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. NBA Weekend Losers. Trey, let's start with you. Who you got? Well, the weekend started off all right for the Indiana Pacers. DeMontis Sabonis named as a replacement for the All-Star game, and unfortunately for Indiana, that was the peak. Friday night, lost to the Celtics. They shot. The Pacers did less than 40% from the field, trailed the entire second half, and the Pacers bench was outplayed and outscored by the Beantown boys, who, as we've talked about for basically the entirety of last week, have really struggled uh, with all their role players basically for the season. That's part of the reason the Celtics have been struggling. Not so much on Friday night. They followed that loss up. The Pacers did with a loss to the Knicks on Saturday. Malcolm Brogdon was a late scratch with knee soreness, and that is not good for the Pacers because they really struggled down the stretch with no real perimeter creator out there. Julius Randle, I thought, outplayed DeMontis Sabonis. That's Mm -hmm. three straight losses for the Pacers. They've lost 8 of 11 overall. And because they're in the Eastern Conference, that means they are now down into the playoff tournament, sitting at 15 and 17. And all of these losses are feeling very samey. They get a nice first half lead. The game kind of evens out over the course, uh, maybe the second uh, second quarter into the third quarter. And then they're badly outplayed in the second half. The crunch time offense is 
brutal. It feels mm-hmm. like they're just waiting for DeMontis Sabonis to make some kind of crazy shot on Friday. Uh, he hit the back of the rim. It bounced off the back of the rim, off the top of the backboard, in for a three-pointer. On su- or on Saturday, he banked in a three-pointer from the top of the key. This is not reliable offense for the Pacers in crunch time. They really need to hope that these Malcolm Brogdon knee problems are minor because Victor Oladipo, obviously gone. Karis LeVert is not back on the court yet. Same with TJ Warren. 10 of the 14 games that the Pacers are playing here in March are going to be on the road. Of those 14 games, 11 of them are against current playoff teams. I thought the Pacers were a playoff lock for this season, but this could be a tough month for Indiana. And as we've seen, they just had a tough week, and that dropped them down into the play-in tournament. If they have a really tough month, if they're really struggling on the road against some of these good teams, it's easy to see them even falling out of the play-in tournament. I've got confidence the Pacers have been good for the past five seasons by being underestimated. That's probably what will happen again, but... It's not the Pacers of the start of the season right now. They look like uh, they're struggling out there under the weight of doing too much with DeMontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon, but that's what they got to do. They don't really have anybody else who's going to reliably get them offense. Tough stuff for the Pacers. Yeah, that's a good call. Man, they could definitely, in watching their games down the stretch, use Karis LeVert. Because totally. that, guy, that guy can get you a bucket. Uh, late. I mean, hell, TJ Warren, too, for sure, uh, would be contributing on that end. Uh, when you just need like, a, you need, like, a perimeter guy. And Brogdon's good at it. We've seen him hit a lot sure. of big shots. But when, yeah, he's not there, he's being asked a little, to do a little too much, be helped to have a secondary guy that you can, like, give the ball to. And, like, go get us something, man. So, okay, Pacers, Lee, who you got for loser of the weekend? Well, on uh, Friday night, we speculated on Friday's show, I should say, whether or not Luke Walton would still be the coach of the Kings by today. Uh, mm. So far, he is. It's only uh, 7.20 a.m. on the West Coast, so he has survived so far. Uh, but look, it's probably just a stay of an ex- execution because the Kings, look, things got off to an okay start Friday night. They beat the Pistons, okay? They had to come back and Rashawn home. I was going to say, it wasn't that convincing. No, it wasn't convincing, but it doesn't matter when you're the Kings. Just get the W they did. Rashawn Holmes actually flirted with a little beef himself there with 17. Not close enough, but, you know, he was there. Uh, beef. Last, he was sniffing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But last night was a doozy. Uh, they were up eight with a minute nine to go. And uh, De'Aaron Fox steals the ball, drives in, gets flagrantly fouled by LaMelo Ball. No complaints with that call. He whacked him on the head. So it's the Kings uh, The Kings get the ball and two free throws to go up 10. They had a 99% chance win probability, according to ESPN's Gamecast. Uh, De'Aaron Fox clunked both of these badly. Yeah. Uh, Hornets come down. Uh, then they miss on the possession. Hornets come down and uh, Terry Rozier hits a three. Kings still up five, 45 seconds to go. Marvin Bagley gets fouled. He misses both free throws. Then the Kings come down and foul Terry Rozier on a three. One of those ones where Rozier kind of kicks his legs out too. But anyway, he got the call and he makes all three free throws. Aaron Fox comes down, finally puts a sh- makes a shot. The Kings are up still four with 24 seconds to go. PJ Washington hits a three, gives him 42 career high for the night uh, for PJ Washington. Great three-pointer, great shot. Shout out to the Chevy Tracks. Uh, Kings are still up. They're still leading in this one. Buddy Heald gets fouled. Career 86% free throw shooter. He clunks the fifth consecutive oh free throw. Oh it's like a college game. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> yeah. and, and these were bad misses too. Yeah. He makes the second one, but the Kings, so the Kings lead by two with 10 seconds to go. Malik Monk goes down, drives the lane, makes a basket, gets fouled, hits the free throw, and the Kings don't have a timeout. There's only like a second to second, go anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the Hornets take the victory off Sacramento. Literally, 
stole the free th- uh, the the game by free throws. Yeah. I mean, that's what it came down to. Just an awful, awful loss. How much of that can you put on Luke Walton? Like when his team misses five consecutive free throws, it's a little tough to say yeah, that's a true. bad coaching. But <laughs> it just feels like I mean that was just a- an unlosable game from Sacramento. And they lost it. I, I love going into that game cast sometimes of these sort of games because you see the worm and it's like all the way down here, down. And then it just shoots up with like one second to go, 100%, the Hornets win. And it's like, that's just, I mean, incredible, incredible stuff. So, yeah, really bad. Will that will that be the uh, death knell for uh, Luke uh, Walton? That's the question. They don't play till like Wednesday, I think. Yeah, right? Don't they have a yeah, break? Yeah, it yeah. could he, be. He You're around the all-star break too. Yeah, yeah. he probably survives. He probably ah, hangs on, really? but... Uh, Man, what a just an awful, awful loss. Yeah, they've lost ten of their last eleven because they did get that victory, three point victory over the Pistons, like you said, thirteen and twenty one. I don't know. I'm still convinced. I, I, look, I I don't even know if he'll still survive today. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, but maybe them not playing for the next couple of days does that yeah. help or hurt his case? And the All Star break coming up over the weekend again. I think that actually hurts his chances. You sort of do that whole like. I don't know, that reset, right? Even if it is just Elvin Gentry taking over. And yeah, I mean, not that that's going to change a lot, but it's not like Luke Walton is a great coach. Uh, And I think it's just a matter of time. And it's just like, do you rip the Band-Aid off now? But that was brutal. Just, (laughs) I mean, again, I said it. It's like, it felt like a college basketball game. I don't know if it's because I got March Madness on my mind here coming up as we uh, have now entered March. But that's like, you've seen those games, right, Trey? Where it's like, it's just like the fouling game, and for whatever reason, the kids are stepping in the line, loneliest place on earth, and they can't hit these free throws, and it's like this miraculous comeback from the other team. That's what it felt like from the Hornets getting it done. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Once you're seeing a lot of miracle shots and missed free throws, yeah. you know it's got to be March Madness Skeetsy. What's up with De'Aaron Fox? The guy's shooting 67% from the free throw line. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of the reason that the Kings are 30th in defense. That guy's a super athlete. He's super quick. He should be a better on-ball defender. But yeah. basically, you have to make a move, and you're at the rim against De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, it's uh, it's ugly for the Kings. Uh, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. It felt like I was looking for true TV, like every March. Oh yeah, I found it. I can watch these uh, play-in tournament games or whatever they're called, and here they are. Uh, yeah, and Buddy Hield. Uh, I don't like this uh, record, but uh, I got to mention it. He's the fastest to a thousand threes in NBA history, which is weird. Yeah, it's just weird uh, that Buddy Heald owns that, especially because <laughs> didn't he age a year while he was in the NBA? <laughs> yes, yes, Good that's point. right. Yeah, they figured out that his uh, his he had the incorrect age when he came into the league, and there was some problem when he was at college uh, with his birth certificate. But he's got the fastest three hundred fifty games to get to a thousand threes is faster than uh, Steph. So. Uh, that's a record. How long will that last? I guess is the yeah. Well, I think I think Donovan Mitchell was the quickest to six hundred. So I, I oh, guess well. he's. I think that's right. Is he on, uh, is he on pace then to uh, yeah. to beat Buddy? I mean, where's Trey Young at? I know it's still early and stuff yeah. like that. But the yeah, game's okay. changed. Yeah. Congrats to Buddy. Congrats changed. to Buddy. Uh, we'll see if Luke Walton can survive the week here. I, I'm still doubtful. If I'm being honest. Uh, all right, final one here for losers of the weekend alluded to it Friday night the Hawks showed up uh, on the court there in Oklahoma City wearing their icon jerseys okay that was their red jerseys while the Thunder they had their statement jerseys on that was their orange jerseys yeah the result was this incredibly (laughs) gross matchup of red against orange on a blue court I think that's my favorite part like with the blue paint there the blue thing just gross I mean it looks brutal so much so, in fact, that the league requested a jersey change uh, around halftime, and they did. 
But the Hawks only had their red jerseys on their road trip. So OKC was, uh, you know, forced or made the change to white, which is fine. You're the home team. You should be wearing white anyway, in my opinion. Um, and they uh, throw those on and, and looked a little bit better there, the red versus white. But this is wild. I saw at OKC Tracker said it was like a throwback to a, a Hawks-Knicks game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic tweet. Game. Look at that. Now, that's a lot of vibrant colors there. Oh, with the orange lane, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, those Knicks jerseys were brutal, and I'm an orange fan, but it was like they would disappear anytime <laughs> yeah. somebody went to the hoop. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, weird. So the league, I guess, does double-check like all these combinations and approves them, because this is all like decided in advance. But the Thunder and Hawks, obviously, they like sort of slip through the approval process. But it's the first time in 4,000 games that that has happened, <laughs> according to the NBA, with this system in place, like since the 1718 system. So, first time, Lee. I mean, so, you know, they just they just slipped through the cracks there. The Hawks did. I guess maybe it was the Hawks' fault, is what I think we're being told. Like they only had the Reds, and they should have been, of course, wearing something else, not to clash with the uh, the, the orange there of OKC. Yeah, I guess so. I guess if you're on the road. Uh, it's a little harder then to go and change if you don't have the other ones. But the Thunder, you can just go to the shop and you can just buy all the shorts and shirts and uh, <laughs> put all the guys back on there, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I am a little surprised they did actually make them change. I, I cause, Because of that game, that Knicks and, uh, and Hawks game back in the day, they played that one out. Mm-hmm. And I thought... You know, it's the Thunder and it's the Hawks on a Friday night. Let's just get through this game, I thought. So, uh, good on them for changing. Uh, it didn't affect the Thunder, which is good. I mean, I think they, they played well in the orange jerseys and they played well enough in the white jerseys mm. and they and they got the victory over the Hawks. But uh, it was just sort of a funny... Uh, I saw Worldwide Wob, of course, tweeting it out like, look at this. And everyone's like, oh, God, what is going on there? It is crazy. There's just so many jerseys. These Only teams- 10 turnovers, though, for both teams. Oh. So, either they were playing it safe you know, they're like, I can't really tell this orange and red apart. I'm not ah. passing the ball or they were extra careful about it. Nonetheless, you because they were definitely complaining that, you know, you would see something out of the corner of your eye. You were not exactly sure who it is. I would love to see if the passes per game were up or down for the first half there. <laughs> Maybe How this is Schumann. Maybe the statisticians, though, just couldn't tell if it was a pass. Oh, yeah. They're like, so they're just like, uh, Maybe that's know. an assist. I think <laughs> yeah. it's an assist. Put it down. I don't know who yeah. that was, too. Yeah. Also, I watched a bit of this game. There was not a lot of great defense being played. So maybe that was also a reason okay, why it was a lot of turnover. There was a lot of olays to the rim. Like, guys just getting layup after layup. But very, very funny there. And uh, gets a small loser of the weekend. Anything to add to that, Tassie? Are there too many jerseys for you, or are you fine with it? Because they do a pretty good job, usually, with the matchups. I just love jerseys. Oh, okay. okay. It feels like they actually have cut down the last few years. I'm not keeping extreme track, but it's like they have a regulated three-jersey set, right? They, it feels I think like- it's four, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I oh, think it's four. The yeah. four is the, uh, the earned one, yeah, I guess. Yeah, earned icon statement, and then what am I forgetting? City. City, that's it. Yeah, right. But right. before, like the Cavs were able to just change every <laughs> game, like they felt like they were changing every quarter. A couple of years back, when they were Le- Le- LeBron Cavs, they felt yeah. like they had like eight, um, <laughs> and then legitimately they could have. Uh, but I think now it's kind of set. I-, I just feel bad for the equipment manager for the Hawks. He got double the laundry load after that game. Loser of the weekend for, for Thunder. Sh- for Thunder, yeah. Oh, the Hawks. Yeah, jeez, I'm so bad. Yeah, it was the Hawks' fault. They should have changed. It yeah, should have been on the Hawks. They should do the laundry. Yeah. Should, yes. Ooh. Yeah, especially because they Penalty. lost the game. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good call. But then again, like, I can't blame the Hawks people because it's like anytime you go travel, Lee, you, I know you don't like to check a bag. 
You don't want to bring more than you need to. It's like, no, nah, just point. bring one. Yeah, it's fine. We'll play in this one. I think they do it like a high school basketball team. They put their jerseys and warm-ups on before they travel to yeah. OKC. Okay, so oh, they're yeah. like, all right, let's go play. Yeah, for sure. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Absolutely loved this tweet from at Stephen underscore LeBron, uh, Alex Wong. The Charlotte Hornets are cool again. The Knicks are a top four team in the East. The Bulls have a shooting guard averaging 28.7 points per game. The 90s are back! <laughs> Trey Kirby, I just, uh, right. I wish Alex put the back in all caps locks there. That's my only complaint with that tweet. But otherwise, huh, spot on. It's, it's totally true. Hornets are cool, especially them rocking their uh, throwback pinstripes there. The Knicks are a top four, as we talked about. And the Bulls have Zach Levine, uh, their shooting guard, putting up huge points. He's an all-star, giving us all these highlights. Yeah, we're back in the 90s, Lee. I mean, what do you miss most about the 90s? The worst thing that ever happened, ever, in the year 2000 was the uh, all these countries in Europe adopting the Euro. Because it took away a lot of fun of traveling to other countries and coming back with a wallet full of cash from so many different countries. If you come back with some drachma, some lira, some pesetas, <laughs> some francs... German or French, doesn't really matter. It was so much fun. Now, you go, everyone's just, uh, just give us euros. Just pay with euros. Oh, boring. I want to go, I want to, I want to be in a country where sometimes it's like, lunch is like 180,000 
in the local currency. You know, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead, it's just like everything's just like it's basically like traveling with US dollars now, and it sucks. So wow. yeah, get off my lawn, everyone. <laughs> I want to go back to the old days where it was way more difficult for these currencies to change across the borders. But it's almost it's it's always more fun. I've got them somewhere. I kept. I was going to say well. you must have like yeah. literally money, wasted money, really, because you have yeah. all these weird currencies that you probably maybe Fistful never went back. Drachmas. Yeah. yeah, I've got them somewhere. Probably at Dickie's house. I'll see if you can track them down. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got everything. Oh my god, poor Dickie's house man, just loaded in the brim with all your stuff. Oh, that is a that's an awesome Lee Ellis answer right there. What do you miss about the nineties? You're European currency. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you never fail to amaze me. <laughs> Taz, Taz, I don't know how you followed it. What do you miss about the 90s? Mm. Pennies? Uh, well, I, I, do, I do dislike the euros in that uh, it, they're like Canadian money where they have a coin for the dollar and the two. You know, the, the one in year, two euros, too many mm-hmm. coins. Get rid oh, of those too many coins. coins. Yeah. Way too many coins. Weighing Although, you down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nine the nineties. I just miss that you can't say party like it's nineteen ninety nine anymore. I mean, that's the only <laughs> thing I really miss about the nineties. Okay. Like, what are we gonna do? Party like it's twenty twenty? Awesome. So that's cool. be the worst time to ever party. Yeah, no, <laughs> the worst exactly. party ever. Yeah. Uh, Trey, what do you miss about the nineties? Collect calling. Mm. Remember when oh, you would call like one eight hundred. Collect uh, was a big one, and then you would have to leave uh, your name. So for me, it was uh, before cell phones. I would call my mom after basketball practice. Le- leave a name. Come pick me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> call from. Come pick <laughs> me up. All right, I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah. See you soon. Great way to page your mom when you're not actually making a call. But uh, maybe they still have collect calling. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it, it exists, but probably the percent of users has gone down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, because I, I did it yesterday. I called a, a bank in Canada. <clears throat> For some reason, I couldn't get through the 1-800 number, so I used the 416 number, and it's a collect call number. So immediately the operator says, this number accepts collect calls to wow. tell it to go wow. through. It was really strange. Wow. Weird stuff. I, Weird I, uh, after running with the bulls in Pamplona in Spain, I collect call mum and dad and uh, just to tell them. Because basically it was like then there were no cell phones and we didn't have the internet as freely as we did. So you couldn't just like shoot a message. Right. So I always knew mum and dad would always accept the call charges because they wanted to hear from me. <laughs> we thought we spoke for like five minutes. It was a $72 call. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say nothing happened. <laughs> no, just to say, hey, I ran with the bulls, man. I remember I did it from uh, Times Square, too, the first time I'm in Times Square. Hey, mom, <laughs> I'm in Times Square. <laughs> cool. Calls on you. <laughs> ah, they loved it. Their parents love that sort of stuff. You should they see really the did. currency over here, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's crazy. <laughs> it all looks the same. All these bills uh, look yeah. the same. The okay. funniest thing was there was one phone box like where I was staying and there was line up to use the phone box to collect call your parents. There was like 35 people deep. Yeah. It was incredible. So that's why it was only a five minute call. Like, yeah, hey, I'm here. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Enjoy the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill me. Uh, JD, do you have an answer for this, man? What do you, what do you miss about the 90s? Are you there, JD? Uh, I actually feel like I have a 90s area. Oh. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, your yep. mic is doing some. Yeah, I've, I've got some internet problems over here. It's like it's 1997 down in here. Oh. <laughs> Dial up. Uh, you guys are chop, 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 chopping. So I don't miss that. I don't miss anything about the 90s. I'm laser focused on the future. 
Oh, wow. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, 1987, uh, when, when it took you two hours to masturbate to porn on the internet. It, yeah. <laughs> it would, like, load on your screen. Come on, like come on. <laughs> Actually, that's a nice segue into this. I also want to hit you guys with the Instagram like of the night. It goes to Lee Ellis oh, yeah. for liking <laughs> <laughs> for liking Rihanna's uh, thirst traps here, Lee's cool. in love. Uh, I, no, like Lee, yeah. Nora this morning, we're uh, at the at the at the table having coffee. Uh, you know, obviously looking at our phones or computers, and and Nora goes, "Wow, Lee really likes Rihanna's photos a lot." <laughs> I do, yeah. Apparently, like every time she, she you like it before she can l- like it herself. So, uh, I mean, I see why you're liking it, but it's like you're quick to it, I guess, is what she said. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know when that went up. I just saw it this morning. Re reset, she's savage as. I said, yes, you are. That's a great look. I do love that it says just liked by Lee Ellis and then 3.7 million other people. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Don't trip, Don't trip, man. Yeah, Yeah, don't trip. Okay, picking results. This was huge, guys. Friday night. I mean, this was absolutely massive. We had Tass and Trey tied leading into the uh, final night of our pick at least, uh, for February. It was the Portland Trailblazers, Los Angeles Lakers game. Lakers favored by five and a half. These guys obviously picked on opposite sides to decide this thing, and Tass came through with the victory, taking the Lakers. I also had the Lakers, that's a win. Lee had the Blazers, and Trey, of course, had the Blazers, which means Trey, eight and 12 for the month of February. One game worse than Tass at nine and 11, so you will be paying off February's Pick'em. Um, so if anyone has an idea out there, let us know. Let us know in the stream team, YouTube comments, tweet at us at NoDunksInc, or you can email them in NoDunks at TheAthletic.com. We'll have to uh, obviously have you pay it off in the next couple of weeks. Anything come to mind? Um, Trey, I thought you had said something, uh, I don't know, like a month ago, maybe when we were trying to go one for tasks. Am I crazy? I don't know. Was it the bean bong? It was the bean bong, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the bean bong. Yeah, it was the bean bong. I knew you had said something. Uh, yeah, yeah, chugging I wish I wow. remembered it. Yeah, chugging, chugging beans. Chugging a can of beans straight out of a funnel. I, uh, I wish. 99. I, I made a Costco run. I could have grabbed you so many beans uh, on the weekend. Oh, I man. appreciate it. Yeah, you did uh, You did blast the great beans, Graham. Really yeah. appreciate saying those... Uh, <laughs> Just a shelf full of Bush's baked beans. The <laughs> finest right. beans in the land, if you ask me. It's Bush's or nothing around here. All right, so maybe a, maybe a bean bong, maybe something else. Again, <laughs> uh, if you have a suggestion, Trey will be paying off February's pick'em. But we started all over again here in March. Seven games on tonight, Tass. We're all 0-0. Zero and zero. Uh, What's the game we're picking from? Yeah, we're all fresh, just like the Chicago Bulls should be fresh because they didn't have to play Sunday due to a, a game cancellation with the Toronto Raptors, the 30th game canceled this season. They're supposed to have a back-to-back against the Nuggets tonight, but they'll be ready. They're mm. plus five and a half, so they can lose by five and still get the point spread victory. We'll start with you, Trey, as the Bulls man. Denver at Chicago, plus five and a half. Well... To be honest, I would like a few more points for the Bulls uh, in this <laughs> game. You know, I definitely think the Nuggets are ahead of the Bulls in the power rankings out there, but there's no way I'm picking against Chicago. The Bulls are back on TV tonight. Give me the Bulls. Skis, what do you got? That's a tough one, actually. I think I'll go Denver, though. I'll try not to overthink it, like Trey said. I mean, they're the better team, but can the Bulls keep it close? I think this was going to be one of these uh, really close ones, right? Like, it's like... Uh, 
I think they know what they're doing with this line. I feel it's gonna be like a five to seven point victory for the Nuggets, so where does it fall? I'll take Denver to win by six or more, though. Lee? I think that is enough for the Bulls. Uh, Denver haven't been super convincing, uh, especially on the road. Uh, Hey, Lee, are you running with the Bulls tonight? I'm running with the Bulls, yeah. (laughs) Go, Dickie up. Let's go. I think, think, yeah, I I mean, I would like one more point, but I'll take them at five (laughs) points. I think the Bulls have got five points in them. But but just quickly, Trey, uh, you said you're a Bushels man. Can I tempt you with some uh, 365 beans from Whole Foods? Those ones are legit. So legit, you can't even get them at the moment, the my local one up the road. So just try and tell me they're sold out of beans? Well, they're sold out of those particular brand. They've got tons of other beans there, but uh, these 365 ones, man, put them on toast. That's all you need, beans on toast. And they're like, because we've been trying, experimenting with some beans lately, and those are the ones that. uh, really hit. You know, they hit different. Isn't that what the kids say these days? Oh, those 365 oh, beans hit different. different. <laughs> check them out, man. Check them out. I'll check them out. I'll check them out. Are you talking a baked bean here or are yeah, you talking just... what kind of specific bean? Because, I mean, 365 is the store brand. Though. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm saying it's just a straight baked bean baked for beans. that one. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, love I don't it. like too much. I just like my baked beans with sauce and that's it. I don't like too much like sugar and onion. Yeah, so they're not pork. super sweet. Nah, nah. No, no, I like they're good. Okay. Yeah. 365, they just 365 not yeah. available, huh? Sounds like <laughs> well, not in my local anyway. In my local, I mean, I'm sure they're in another Whole Foods, but uh, <laughs> surprised. I even had to call the guy yesterday. So you got any of those? Uh, you got a bean guy? <laughs> I got a bean guy. You were calling in <laughs> about beans? God. Nah, nah, nah. I, I, was in, I was in Whole Foods and I was like, they've got all the million beans in the world. And I'm like, where are your 365 bakes? And they said, oh, we've got the bushels. <laughs> or we've got Amy's vegetarian. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, there they are. That's them. Organic That's them. baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Called in to make sure the beans were there. I'd love awesome, to see you. Man. I'd love I to love see it. you wear a bean scarf, Lee. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Photoshopped one. Um, Tess, uh, who, are you, who are you taking on this game, buddy? Mm, give me a side of beans with my nuggets. I'll, uh, I'll take Denver. I'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me some saucy beans. All right. Okay, so you and I have Denver to win by six or more. That's uh, Tass and I, and then uh, the Beantown boys over here. Uh, taking, <laughs> Trey and Lee are taking the Bulls. I guess we are, man. Taking yeah. the Bulls. You guys are. You guys are. That's that's incredible. You got a bean guy. You know the beans. You know it's. Awesome. Are you hitting up uh, that Whole Foods on Ponce, Lee, or you want me to call in today? I know it's a little closer to my place. I could maybe yeah. run over and get you a couple of cans. Yeah, well, hey, listen, if you go and you find some, bean me up, buddy. I'll, I'll swing by. <laughs> Why is bean so much fun to say, man? I, too good. It really is. Bean me up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you got to load up while you can. They, they must be the hot bean right now because you just can't get those 365ers. So, uh... <laughs> Oh, by the way, to, to, to circle back to something we talked about probably years ago, I tried the Costco pizza uh, on the weekend. Oh, wow. It's good. I thought they I thought they discontinued that, didn't <laughs> No, man. No, that's you just can't, just can't eat it You can't eat in it inside. You got oh, to eat it inside. right, right, Only right. Only take out. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's a greasy slice of pizza. There we go. <laughs> but it reminded me of like a slice of pizza like at a sporting event, basically. Like, uh, you know, it was good. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. Come on. Uh, Any beans on good. that pizza? Uh, no, but I'm actually intrigued. I'd throw a bean on a pizza. Well, why not? What? Why not? 
Um, all right, let's call it there, guys. So we're getting a little silly here. Fun <laughs> Monday show. Bean me up, man. Oh, man. Like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. You know what? Do me a favor. Just drop Bean in the YouTube comments <laughs> and a like. That would be great today. Uh, grab your uh, No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. Keep in mind your questions and your comments in for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast, No Dunks at the Athletic.com, where you can leave them in the YouTube comments or you can tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. And finally, subscribe to The Athletic for $3.99 a month right now, theathletic.com slash nodunk, so they know that we sent you $3.99 a month. Come on. That is fantastic. Fun show, guys. Back tomorrow with Tass is What You Need to Know. Back tomorrow with The Daily Show, and uh, we'll see you soon. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, if you subscribe to one of our channels today, just pick one. Just pick one. It would be really cool beans. That would be awesome. <laughs> I used to be your voicemail, right, Skeets? You just cool beans. Yeah, you would just cool. your voicemail was cool. like was like it? Trey making a collect call. Like he would just <laughs> yeah, you'd, I you'd, think so. Your voicemail was just you'd, you'd, oh, you'd go yeah. beep and cool. it would be you. Cool beans. Yeah, well, that's a good throw. Wow, great call. That's a long time ago, but yeah, cool beans to that for sure. Cool beans. Embrace people, the people. People used to say that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like in the nineties. That's what I miss about the 90s. Uh, <laughs> when did Hot Rod come out? That was the 90s. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.